Hello, welcome to Dilettante, the weekly podcast about human rights issues around Myanmar. Brought to you by Frontier Myanmar in association with Foundation Hirondo. In recent weeks, dozens of people in Yangon have been charged with serious crimes and tried by military tribunals without a fair trial or a right to defend themselves. Many have been sentenced to death, in person or in absentia. Military courts, appointed by the junta, are dishing out their own version of justice. On Doatan this week, we speak to the relatives of those on death row. This story was reported and produced by journalists at Frontier Myanmar. The military vehicles entered the ward in the early morning and arrested all the men. Some people went into hiding. My son did not go into hiding. My son is a scapegoat. He did not get involved in the murder case. When I asked him about it, he said he could not even see in the crowd. He told me not to worry about it. He said he didn't have any problem and he would stay indoors. That's the mother of a young man who a military court recently handed a death sentence to. The case, tried in a court run by Myanmar's self-appointed military council, stems from an incident in Yangon's North Okalapa Township on the night of March 26. Then, locals allegedly beat a military officer and a civilian passenger after they passed by the group on a motorbike shouting obscenities. The crowd eventually tied the civilian's hands together and kicked and stabbed him with what the military claims was a weapon stolen from the officer. The civilian eventually died from his injuries. The mother we spoke to says her son was at home when the incident took place and didn't go outside until a crowd had gathered after the fact. The incident took place there at around 12 midnight or 1 a.m. on March 26. He went out of the house to see it. It was about 2.30 a.m. and I stayed indoors. My husband did not go outside. We stayed indoors as we heard the sounds of gunfire. She's not been able to see or speak with her son since he was arrested the following day on March 27th. She heard through a lawyer that he was in an insane prison. On April 8th, authorities announced that 19 people charged over the incident, including her son, had been sentenced to death. Only her son and one other convict were present for the trial. The other 17 were convicted and sentenced in absentia. North Okalapa is among six Yangon townships that the military has placed under martial law. In these townships, many crimes are being prosecuted by military tribunals rather than standard courts. They include high treason, incitement, media law violations, and murder, among others. In these trials, convicts have no right to appeal sentences, which can only be changed by the military council chair or the military commander. We talked to a lawyer who would speak only anonymously about these trials and investigations. If an interrogation is done at the military court, as described in the martial law, other means of interrogation cannot be performed. Interrogations at the military court are summary. It includes the accused and the plaintiff. Then the summary court marshal is done. The accused have no rights due to the summary court marshal. There are no legal rights such as defense and recitation and the evidence law.
these courts have been rapidly returning verdicts. Since martial law was introduced on March 14th, 26 people accused of murder in North Okalapa and Hlangtaya Township have already been sentenced to death. Only six were detained and present at their trials. The remaining 20, tried in absentia without being interrogated or being given the right to defend themselves, have gone into hiding. A former student member of the democracy movement in 1988 told us these trials are illegal. The military court gave out the death sentence in the absence of the accused as the remaining 17 were sentenced to death based on the other two detainees. It is not done in the accordance with the law. The orders came from the military and the bearer of again. I understand that this is not done in conformity with the law. Most of those sentenced to death so far are around 20 years old. Here's the relative of one of those sentenced. He's not such a rude boy. It was unbelievable when I heard that news on TV. I had no words to say when I saw the video in which he made a confession. In the end, I will be satisfied if he gets just a prison sentence instead of the death penalty. While the death penalty remains on the books, Myanmar has not carried out an execution since 1988. Since then, people receiving such a sentence have been able to appeal the decision. Under the 2008 Constitution, the President can reduce a death sentence whether a defendant appeals the sentence or not. Military council leaders could also do this, of course. They recently granted amnesties to more than 20,000 prisoners and reduced some death sentences to life in prison. For the more than two dozen families of those sentenced in military tribunals, however, these hopes seem out of reach for now. No one has the right to influence and decide the life of people. Not any government nor the terrorist military council has rights. From a human rights point of view, the military court is not an independent and fair place. It is not an organization which really works under the rule of law as it is just a mechanism which partly supports the terrorist military council and is used to spread propaganda or human rights and it is used to spread propaganda our human rights don't accept it I condemn all these acts That's Nikki Diamond, a human rights expert from the international rights group Fortify Rights He feels capital punishment is never just but particularly not under a military coup the main reason for human rights groups opposing capital punishment is that the convicted cannot correct his or her mistake after the capital punishment. Even in a very perfect judiciary system, a person can be mistakenly sentenced to death. Decisions are made based on the witnesses. I condemn capital punishment by the military court in this time of terrorist military council. The junta is ruling through what it's declared as an emergency period. Will these sentences hold post-emergency? Again, the lawyer who spoke anonymously. Sentences made during the state of emergency period should be reviewed at full. You have time to review and abandon them. At that time, we can make a remedy. In the meantime, that'll do little to ease the pain of the mother we spoke to at the top of the program. 
She says her mental health is collapsing watching her son sit on death row. My son's face is swollen on the TV. I don't recognize him. I recognize his last name, address, and his shot. My son's face is beaten. I pray for the release of all those who have got a capital punishment sentence and all political prisoners, including my son. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Doatan. This report was produced by journalists at Frontier Myanmar. You can listen to the podcast on Frontier's website, frontiermyanmar.net, or on Frontier's Facebook page. You can also find it on Doatan's Facebook, SoundCloud, or YouTube pages, and on iTunes. This project to support human rights reporting is a partnership between Frontier Myanmar and Foundation Hirondo, with the support of the Embassy of the Netherlands in Myanmar and the Swiss Agency for Development and Cooperation. Thanks for staying with us.